Lifeline for upon which we will endeavor to centralize and showcase stories and information related to the lifting of historical and non-historical stones and the ongoing development and re-emergence of stone lifting culture. Welcome to episode 10 of the Stones of Strength podcast. We've got a bit of a different one for everyone here. This is our stone circle format because everybody that's on this episode is sitting here in the room in a you know pseudo circle like configuration. And what we want to do is a year in review, look back at 2023 and talk about some of our, our major wins, our, our fails, our, our takeaways from this past year, and then also look ahead for 2024. And, what are the things we're excited to accomplish? And we have a fairly familiar cast of characters and then a new addition. So we've got the caveman. Say hello, caveman. Hello, caveman. We've got Troy, who's at Beard and Boulder on Instagram. Nice to be back. And then the new addition to the episode for today is Brian Ironback Nijelski. <laughs> Say hello, Brian. Hello. <laughs> and Brian, your Instagram handle is? Uh, Netterman. Netterman. And so Brian is someone who's, you know, he's one of the, the sort of key crew who uh, is down at the Granite Garden on a regular basis and one of the foundational members of the Edmonton Stones of Strength. And so before we jump in and start going over the year in review, we want to, Brian, uh, you to have the chance to sort of uh, give everyone a bit of a backstory. What's the origin of the Ironback Dwarf? Um, so. Oh, obviously, well, one, uh, grew up as a career mechanic, uh, spent my uh, childhood working on the grandparents' farms, um, so that's why I'm so hunched over and have a giant back. Uh, <laughs> you guys. And just so everyone knows, I'm not calling a dwarf derogatory, like, yeah. d- Brian is a mound of muscle. He's as wide as he is tall. Yeah, so I'm 5'4 I'm and 100 kilos. Gives you an idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, did uh, just retired from the military last year, uh, did six years reg force and then four years special forces, uh, took the, my mechanic trade to uh, pursue that. Um, and now I just finished uh, um, school for firefighting and actually awesome. getting into uh, the firefighting world for the, my next career. And uh, love, love everything about strength um, and did powerlifting, uh, competed in sports, uh, rugby, football, stuff like that. But uh, my biggest passion, and especially in the last year, thanks to these gentlemen here, is uh, stone lifting. Yeah, it's actually not to cut you off with anything here, Brian. But when I, you know, I, I, I like the idea of working out in the gym a lot, and did it for quite a few years. And I'd known Brian since I was 16 years old, and I saw Brian for the first time in a period of years. This would have been, I'm guessing, about eight or nine years ago, Brian. And you'd packed on a ton of muscle, and we got sort of talking about training and working out and all that and I thought I knew what I was doing in the gym and you were leaps and bounds ahead of me and I still remember I still have I wrote a program down on the days on little sticky notes because I didn't know how much information I was going to get I still have one of those I keep because it was the first time that I'd ever seen an actual structured like a properly structured workout program and so you had kind of been uh, my transitionary period from being like, oh, yeah, I like going to the gym. I just do whatever I'm feeling that day to like, no, 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 hold on a second. This is what a structured program looks like. And I couldn't believe how many sets and reps and all the volume I had to do. And so you were kind of my window into actual, like going from just, you know, I don't want to say a gym bro, but just a guy that didn't really know what he's doing, but leaping into, okay, this is proper programming. This is how you actually gain strength and muscle. And so you were, yeah, it's awesome, man. And now it's come full circle that we're here together doing this stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big believer in like, yeah, you can like you can you can chase weights, but at the end of the day, like I was always look you always look at how much work you've done, like how much weight you moved over a course of a month, right? Like, um, a lot of people be like, oh, I want to hit this today, where it's like, well, no, like you're probably gonna get more out of a twenty thousand pound workout with lighter weights than you are with a five thousand pound workout with few sets and just heavy weight. 
That's my mindset. Yeah. So. It's interesting. It harkens back to something that Troy had said in the episode he was on for when he said, you know, he's very intuitive in the way he trains and he's not going down to the granite garden just and, and every day trying to chase a PR. If he's not feeling it, he's just going to do some working sets, do some stone rows and kind of just make sure he's getting in the work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people even in peaking programs, in powerlifting and things like that, have trouble hitting the numbers they expect to hit on the peak days just because. And like... One of the things Stone has, Stones has taught me is that y- your body and the way that it reacts to weights is extremely different every single day. And so you can go in expecting to hit your peak program in powerlifting and want to hit a, a max single, but it might not be realistic. You might need another day or two, more food, more sleep. Mm-hmm. You could be fighting off a pathogen, anything, right? Like there's so many different variables. And so I think, yeah, like I, I love intuitive training. Just because it's in the program doesn't mean you need to hit it on that, that day. Well, it's like uh, the one day this summer you and I went down to the garden, just you and I, and I was just like, just wrecked from like a whole week of training. I was doing tower runs for fire training, um, the bed up with Troy, and then I go and pick up, we have like a little warm-up stone, like weighs like 140 pounds, and I go to pick it up, and I couldn't even get it off the ground, and Troy just like, don't do it, sit there and drink coffee. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like recognizing like, yes, I want to do this stuff, but also just like, my body needed rest, so... That's exactly what I had to do. That's why when I do programming for guys, I, I'm a big believer in the RPE system, right? Because yeah. your nervous system, the amount of effort it's going to take on one day, you could be you know, a 6 to a 7 RPE, and another day that could be a 9, right? And so you have to listen to your body because otherwise you're burning the candles at both ends. And you know, not to beat a dead horse here, but that's, that's why the, the whole guessing of stone weights thing is something that I really dislike because yeah. if you're having a good day, a 300-pound stone could feel like it's 250. Yeah. On a bad day, 300 pounds is going to feel like 375 pounds. Like, oh. So it, 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 again, you gotta, your body's different every single day. So <laughs> There's been days where I have one motion to 335 the shoulder, and there's another next day where it's hard to get the lap, right? So right. it's like, it's so crazy. You know, I was talking to Declan, everybody knows Declan, and yep. he, just, he just peaked, but he unfortunately missed the weight on the peak day. But I said the same things. It's like, yes, like maybe take a couple days. It's like I've seen you lift this and this and this, just like... Maybe your body needs a couple more days, right? Just RPE, right? Go with what you feel. I, it's intuitive training all the way for me. So yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. It's amazing. Like I've been working on a, a new stone that I have. I'm calling it the Logan Stone. I'll put more information on it later. But it's about 403 pounds. I got to get a more accurate reading. And and there are some days I've got it to lap a few times, but it took me like seven, eight, nine tries just to lap it. My nervous system was shot. I just was not doing good. And then a couple days ago. I lapped it really, really easy. I didn't stand with it yet because it's it's just it's brutal. But the variability that your body is on any single day is so massive. And and I know I think we maybe discussed it on your podcast, Troy, but it's worth saying again is, you know, we have the opportunity to have so many stones down at where we're training. And, you know, I'm probably as guilty as anyone out there is for going, no, today I want to do something really, really cool. You know, maybe I want to shoulder this or I want to plinth this or lap this or whatever, whatever the current goal for that day is. But if my body's not feeling it or I can't hit it, then it's time to step back and always walk out on a win. So, okay, so I wasn't able to do that. Well, let's get some reps in. Let's, you know, let's let's get a row max or let's see how many times we can get this light one to shoulder. Let's work on technique or always find a way to spin your workout in a positive manner because that's motivation in itself, right? You don't want to walk away going, I failed what I wanted to fail. You go, okay, I didn't fail. I actually just had to change directory, uh, my trajectory, pardon me, and, and just adjust on the fly, right? 
I think that's a mental maturity thing too that I know I even had to become a bit more acquainted with this year because because our summers are so short, we have so many, you know, such a limited time to get down there and actually lift in the granite garden. And unless you have access to stones in your garage, like you have David yeah. or in your warehouse, like you do Troy, you're trying to squeeze everything you can out of those workouts. And so, you know, through the year, I was kind of dealing with a bit of a nagging back injury that's slowly getting better, but it was one of those things where I, I needed to couch my expectations and try not, you know, if it was a day where I knew I wasn't gonna make progress, at least don't force myself to be regressing right. and, and, and aggravate something or, you know, cause additional, additional inflammation or, or injury that's going to set me back multiple weeks. And so um, I, I guess in sort of that theme of expectations, let's uh, let's talk about 2023, what everyone's sort of expectations were with, uh, you know, to get out of stone lifting as far as progression or stones they want to lift or things they wanted to do and, and where they landed. And, and then we can jump into uh, what people are planning for 2024. Sure. So we will start off with the man to my left. Uh, not that anyone can see you, but uh, it is it is the caveman. I mean, you've had a, a huge year, lots of huge PRs. Where did you start? Where were your expectations? Where did you fall? Yeah, I, I think it's probably my most successful lifting year that I've actually ever had. And that's, that's awesome. Um, I started the year with Troy's competition, uh, the Alberta Strongest Viking. That would have been, what, when was it this year? In April, early April? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So, so yeah. I trained very, very hard for that. I got second. I won the first year, got second last year by one point, which still chaps my ass. And I really, <laughs> it's not even for the title. I just really wanted to do better this year because I didn't put on, it was more that I didn't put on my best performance last year. And I just wanted to bring the best possible package I could this year. And I did that. I went well. What a package. What a package indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I wear jeans. You can yeah. see it all. But it's, yeah, it, it went really, really well. And it, once again, Troy ran a, a fantastic yeah. competition. I, there's, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen videos out there from the random athletes that have been involved in it. But the videos really do the justice to the atmosphere that you have there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I loved the most about those events, Troy, is that you know, the first couple of events, there's a lot of nerves. By the time we got to the throws, it turned into a 20-dude shit-talking fest where everyone's bust. Well, okay, Brian shit-talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, everyone's making cracks and jokes in between everything, and it was just yeah. so lighthearted. And, of course, we were all competing, but it was more we all just wanted to do our best, and, and there was as much congratulations as there was shit-talking, and that was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I, I loved that about the event. And that went really, really well. And, you know, following that, that was some good momentum going into the year. Um, I think it was maybe one week after that event, or maybe two weeks max, I shouldered the Agali for the first time. So that was my first attempt at the Agali, which is 380 pounds, and got that to my shoulder, which I was very happy with. And, you know, well, that was something you had set out as being a goal for that year. Yeah, like to be honest, like at that point in time, it was like almost like a lifetime goal. And when I say lifetime, I was like, okay, if I ever get this, I'll be very thrilled. But realistically, in my head, I'm like, damn, if I can get this by the end of summer, that would be rad. And then, and then, sure enough, you that did it before summer. You well, yeah, yeah, like it was, yeah, I was very, you know, very fortunate. I was very happy with that. And you know, the first time I got that stone in my shoulder, I got it up for just half a second. Arm went out. I didn't fully control it, and I wasn't pleased with that. So I did go back two weeks later and got it full control, which I'm still very happy with. And you know, the the rest of the summer was filled with, you know, every two three weeks I would hit a big. PR of some kind, whether it was a plinth or, or whatever it was. So, you know, I was very, very happy with the way this year went. Um, you know, I, I can't do this stuff without you guys around me. The amount of times that we would go down there and we would just have fun and, and the lighthearted encouragement and ball busting and everything 
when you have an environment like we have down there, it makes lifting just so fun. And, you know, maybe taking the longer breaks in between reps because we're laughing our asses off so much is good. But, you know, whatever it is, there, there's just it's something special I think it's fantastic and so you know I wouldn't be the lifter I am if it wasn't for all you guys and so it's really fun and like Troy you and I go down there together a lot and we would be like what are we doing today I don't know should we maybe try a teddy bear squat and then jump to a plinth afterwards so we can just go down there yeah. and mess around and so many people would be like well what are you guys doing what is this but they're like there was a method to each of it each of it was a great training implement in itself and if it wasn't it was fun as hell right like yeah I mean <clears throat> Yeah, sorry to like butt in. No, 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 please, I've talked enough. That's the the beauty of stones over gym lifts is is even when you're pulling back on days that you want to be lighter, you can still do cool shit every single day, right? Like you don't always need to shoulder a 380. You can do teddy bear squats and then jump on a plinth. Yeah, you can't do that in the gym. No, so, <laughs> no, you can't. Well, it's super fun. That sort of shit is is super fun. So for me. fun, yeah. and yeah. there is a method to that training. Like I remember our, our dad, he's, he looked at the video. He was just like, "Where do you come up with this stuff?" And it's like, "Well, no, there's a principle to it because you just did a max effort strength, and then usually your power is the thing to go first, right?" And so we would do, a, you know, what I shouldn't say max, but a top end strength movement and then have to rely on power afterwards which is kind of backwards with the way the body works so anyone that looks at it goes that's ridiculous until you try you're like wait a minute no you're supposed to do the jump first and the lift because you have the power reserve so there is a method to all that stuff and it's just fun to find ways to work it in and you know even if you're not having a great day where we are we're having a fire it's still a great day yeah we're still having a yeah. beer yeah. we're still peeing in the bushes being dudes and just having a really really good time nothing, nothing <laughs> it's your like top five and I get to pee in the bushes yeah, yeah. You do that at a gym so. there's, <laughs> there's nothing like the, the sun rays coming through the, the, the smoke through the fire yeah on a nice morning oh my god that's the, my favorite part walking in there it's like a, a it's, sacred ritual spot yeah. it's so cool and yeah. like I know we'll touch on the gathering later but just on that note like the morning we had our, our gathering right on the riverbanks like you were driving into the mist like you literally right as you got to where you were you're driving through the mist and you get to the site and the air is so heavy the smoke is lying low and it's just really a really cool spot we have but yeah we walk by there quite often because it's it's quite close to our house my wife and i and when we take the boys down there's a, a playground that's near the picnic grounds down there and every time we go by i gotta walk in and just kind of go in and Take a look around, check in on everybody, make sure all the stones are doing well. Like, it's like visiting friends and like not lifting them because they're covered in snow, but I just have to check in. So yeah. just like being there. Yeah. Well, Brian, how about you, man? Why don't you jump in and you, cause you're, you're still relatively new to this, all things speaking, but this is kind of, we call it your second season almost, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, cause you started with Troy's event last year in 2022. Well, I guess two years ago now, but just turned 2023. But yeah, yeah why don't you let us know about how this uh, last year went for you? So for me, uh, one, like, I think the first year, it was very short notice. Um, you and uh, our friend uh, Rory were like, hey, you should go do this. Because I kind of got fell out of powerlifting. And I was like, hey, I need to get back into something else. I need I need that goal, that mission, right? And then this year was awesome because, um, like, about managing expectations. So went in with, like, more of a plan, more structured. Like, you helped me with some programming. Yeah. Went in and then actually ended up hitting some PRs. Like, when I shouldered that 280. That was a yeah. big PR for me. It's like awesome. That was a battle. Uh, actually getting the one, one of the few guys to actually get the log press, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that huge. Was, that was big. Um, and then getting that 280 over the fence that's as tall as me. That was also yeah, another yeah. thing. Yeah. But you guys are all just with, lifting at your waist. And I'm like, oh, I got to shoulder press this again. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and that's actually something that, that's worth mentioning, though. Because because your height, being 5'4", your 
like your physiology is much different. It's much harder for you to get it up, but and it makes you grind that much harder, man. And so I think a lot of people maybe with gigantic levers out there take for granted how much your body shape does make a massive difference. Oh, you with your big levers out you there. Your, no, but Troy's got his orang arm sticking out. Here. <laughs> <laughs> can't see that. For, for some context like that, so this was a stone over bar battle back and forth where you stood across from somebody, 280 pound stone, and the bar was 40... 42. 42 inches tall. So like, Brian, you pretty much had that thing on your neck and kind of like yeah. chucked it over. And you managed to get it back and forth a couple of times, which is awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. unreal, man. And then yeah. I died. Yeah. <laughs> that was a ruthless event. Yeah, that was, was that was fun, man. Well, you did a, it 30 times yeah. or some crazy. Yeah, that guy, that was the... The yeah, Minotaur. The Minotaur. Ben, the Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Minotaur. There was a gentleman who was, he's got to be 6'5", probably 3'. 310, 320. 310, 320, yeah. And I asked Huge. if he could crouch down so I could see if he had shaved down horns on his head. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still convinced he's a minotaur and just had his little cow tail tucked in his shorts. But super nice guy, too. Like, One of the what nicest, nicest yeah. guys. Yeah. Plus, like, funny is, like, uh, when we're doing the shot put, we're all just taking turns. And that's when the chirps are really rolling. Yeah. Really rolling. Oh, I remember he was, the best he was getting ready day. to go. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, don't you have a maze you should be guarding? And he just, like, <laughs> he had to stop, yeah. like, mid-throw. And he's like, actually, it's a labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> He was in on it. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. And so how about like with the year starting that way, Brian, how did that kind of carry momentum? It, it surprised me. So like talking about like managing expectations and then we went back to the garden over the summer and then stuff like I wasn't able to do last year, like prime, prime example, like the netter stone. Yeah. That was, that was my pinnacle last year. Like that was yeah. my battle. Now that's just like my training stone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like that was like, okay, now this is, this is my training weight. I moved up. And then for some context, so so for people who haven't seen on the Edmonton Stones of Strength Instagram page, there's a video of Brian battling with this 272 pound stone, and it's about a minute long battle. And you, there are a couple of times it looks like you weren't going to get it, and then like you finally sort of dug real deep and you got this thing up. And it was such an epic battle that we named the stone the Netter Stone after you. And now you're shouldering that thing and you're playing with it. Yeah. So, so yeah. a season later, you've gone from struggling to get it to chest to yeah. getting it to shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And and that's actually the stone. Like when we talk about stone lifting, it, it does. I, I've actually described this to many people that battle you had and say that's kind of the epitome for me of what stone lifting is. It doesn't matter who's the biggest, who's the strongest, who lifts the most weight. It's about the battle you have with the stone and you had an unbelievable battle with that stone. And like for me, that is like the epitome of what it's about yeah. is that battle. And so it's just so cool to see you you know, going from, yeah, like Dale said, you're just getting it up to your chest one year to a year later, it's getting on your shoulder. Like that's huge progress. Yeah, yeah and like continuously, like continuously showing yeah. up lifting it showing up lifting it whereas sure. like last year was like it was a battle a battle a battle finally got it at the end uh, but like surprised me too was also this year was the Ironstone standing up with that yeah. like that was yeah. a big jump 330 and, pounds yeah for yeah. anyone listening yeah. and then the and then the other one that really surprised me that blew me away was picking the um, uh, the devil's potato getting off the wind ground. under that man like yeah. getting wind under that and yeah. like I couldn't have done that. Last Which is four four oh nine four oh nine. Yeah, yeah. confirmed. Four hundred nine four oh nine. Handleless stone. So yeah, it's not a, it's not an easy stone to pick. Like there's very very strong guys out there that haven't been able to lap. And for you, Brian, to be able to get down and and just get wind underneath that is unreal. Yeah. Especially again, we talk about wingspan because that's a big stone, man. Yeah. Right. And so you are crouched over so much more than the rest of us are. And so that's a very very big pull. Yeah. And that's awesome. Man. It looks like Brian in a ball on the ground. It does. <laughs> Yeah. 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 yeah, we have the same back shape. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, man, but it's 
it was a great year for you too, man. And especially you got to consider the fact that you were going through fire school and you were in a big life change this summer. And so you're, you're, there's an element of chaos to your life. And so to be able to keep coming to stones and having some kind of constant and keeping religious with your, with your training in that and staying with us is, is just awesome, man. I like, I would say like showing up, like when we do our stone lifts on Saturdays and we're, we're very, uh, uh, consistent with it. To me, it was like, it was a thing to look forward to. Like after having like a week of training yeah. or like even like a week of just sitting in a classroom and just being like knowing like Saturday morning, I'm going to see yeah. the boys lift stones. Like yeah. it was like, it was my Christmas morning every week. It For was sure. awesome. Yeah. I look, it's my favorite thing. Like yeah. it's just every Saturday morning we know, well, most Saturdays should say that we can get together and it's, it's always something to look forward to. Oh, it's that to. like early 20s <clears throat> anticipation of the night out, right? You're, I'm going to go out Saturday night, but it's like, no, we're going to go down and lift stones Saturday morning. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I'd program my, my weeks, my workout a week to make sure that I had enough juice to yeah, have a good effort on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely, man. Because, yeah. yeah, you were... I, was it this year or last year that you were overtraining almost? I think we had a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, burning out. I think you're doing too much work because you're, you're burning the candles at both ends. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to, like, push for, like, two a day. And yeah. it was just... Yeah. You can't with stones. You no. just can't. It's too, it's too taxing. You know, they're very humbling. They are. And, and Troy, well, how about you, man? Yeah, speaking of humble. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> it's been a long year, man. Um, or it was a long year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm thankful for being able to run another successful show. That's always good. It's nice to see. Don't know if it'll be happening this year. Um, and if it doesn't, I'll be helping Dave get the gathering be even bigger and better mm-hmm. um, every single year. Um, Lift-wise... Uh, I mean, I started off the year in the spring. Uh, I, I finally stood with the potato. You sure did. And man. I will never lift that stone again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you hate it. I love it, man. No, yeah. it's uh, That one is uh, one of the banes of my existence, but I'm glad oh. to have conquered that one. Um, uh, shouldering the 357 Boreal Boulder, that was another big lift uh, for me. Um the one motioning of the the iron stone, the three thirty five stone uh, yeah, to shoulder. That's a mess. You that showed me how to do that one, man, yeah. and you make it look so much easier than I do. Uh, just the levers, man. It's the yeah. levers and strength. Um, what else? I think uh, one of my other favorite lifts is when we went down uh, with that Hoos trainer. I think it, what is yeah. it? Three forty, three fifty. Three fifty five. Three fifty five, and yeah. we took it for eighty feet. Yeah, and that was that's a really nice stone. That's so a that great was a good stone, a good walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, like the back half of the year, I've been just focusing on weight loss and, and getting into Muay Thai and, and doing different things. I haven't been doing much stone lifting in the later half of the year. Um, but yeah, a successful year coming back down from like 260 to 220. So I've lost about Which is 40, a feed in of itself. 40 pounds. Um, yeah. And just, you know, a few weeks ago before, I mean, before the snow, we still met and I was still able to stand with the boulder. So I, you know, even with the weight loss and not doing much of the strength training, I was still able to keep it <laughs> which is which is yeah, good it's which is fantastic good. i'm man. happy about that so the, there's also a couple that i one that i forgot to mention but it ties in directly with you troy so we there's a couple stones that i found and one was 393 and one is like 403 or 404 yes one is big red and one is i forget what we call this the gray, gray stone the gray stone yeah. not super intricate names but these two stones are the handles on them are absolute dog shit and i'm gonna be honest like i just don't think that I would have got them if I wasn't there with you because Troy and I, I would say we're at the the same level with our stone lifts, but we both lift very differently. And so having each other there to bounce ideas, well, try this handle, let's try that handle. And, you know, a difficult handle on a 300 pound stone is one thing, but when you start getting to that 400 pound range, 
when you have just a couple little tiny angles and finger holds to get on the, it's very, very challenging, especially at our body weight, right? Like I'm at that time about, I was about 212, 213. You were come down a bit to about 225. 235, 230, something like that. When you're that weight and just using chalk, we're not talking about world's strongest men guys that are the same weight as those stones using tacky to lift these natural stones. It gets really challenging. And so I think having each other there as each other's equal, but also we pushed each other. I just don't think I would be where I am right now. And I don't think that I would have done the lifts that I had done, especially those two, if you weren't there with me and we were working on those together. So I just for me, uh, I think those those were some of my favorite days too. And we would yeah. just go down and just, we would grind over one stone, dissect a stone and spend like, I don't know, what is it fair to say, at least an hour, closer to an hour and a half maybe on one stone, just trying yeah. to, to, to break the, the puzzle on it? Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm thankful that we've been able to train together and kind of push each other. It's true though. We lift every single stone, basically the complete opposite. Yeah. And it's, it's the other fascinating thing about stones, but yeah, like I'm pretty sure big red, that big red stone is a bicep terror. Yeah. Uh, me and you both had really, really sore biceps the next day for a, a, quite a while. It was probably close to a month until it felt normal yeah. again. Cause it just got so tight. Yeah. Those are the kind of stones that, you know, they're 400 pounds. You have to be at the top of your game yeah. and you need to have been training lots or else you're going to rip it right off the bone. Um, but yeah, those two stones are a huge pain. The other stones that were nice were the memorial stones for Chris yes. from the gallery, yes. which, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. not the heaviest stones, but no. very important stones that we all lifted in the summer. So again, I guess it was a, just a great year overall with stone lifting. So yeah. you also had some bad days too, like the day of the wasps. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, oh, we got to share that so, story. Man. So this story, so it was just Troy and I, we're down at the garden. We had a whole morning lifts. We're probably there for like a good two hours. And he's like, oh, I want to go get this one stone before we leave. So we go down, uh, just like about 100 meters outside of the path. So we go to this one stone, and it's right next to this outhouse. And Troy's going to find I can't remember what stone that was. Uh, it ended up being the Sawyer stone. The, the Sawyer stone. The 330, or it's 322, pardon me. Yeah, it's very, Sawyer stone. Yeah. But it has terrible handles. It's similar to the full circus stone at Dritvik in shape, as close as any two stones could be. And yeah. Troy's like, he's fighting with it. He's fighting with fighting. And I've never seen Troy lose his shit. He's always calm. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, and he was like, this is bullshit. I lifted this yesterday. Why can't I get this stone? And he got so mad, he punches the outhouse and it immediately erupts with a million wasps. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's just Troy sprinting down the path and all these wasps chasing after him. This, this cloud. I didn't get a, not a single one on me. He comes back. He's got, he's like gray skin. His blood <laughs> pressure probably dropped. He's all like woozy. He's like, oh. Well, I got stung. I'm scream laughing like an asshole. <laughs> That was amazing. That was the perfect instant karma moment that kind oh, of man. shut me right up. But yeah, I got stung. I felt woozy. It was amazing. I, oh. I got lit up by a bunch but of wasps. The best is it's just so out of character for you because you're so calm and chill all the time. And the one time you lose your cool, you get destroyed by wasps. <laughs> it's a lesson. It's an instant karma. Just yeah. like stop it. Keep it cool. So funny. Funny. Yes. Yeah, man. So oh, that was, funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's Dale. amazing. Yes. Yeah, so I guess this is my second season, I guess we can call it, with stone lifting. And, you know, started off the year, I signed up for Troy's Alberta Strongest Viking competition. It's the first sort of any strength-related competition. I thought, you know, I grew up wrestling and that kind of thing, but an actual, like, strength competition. So, and at the time, early this year, David and I had sort of started tossing back and forth the idea of starting a podcast. And I had made up my mind that, 
I wasn't going to permit myself to be on a podcast talking about strength and stone lifting and that sort of thing uh, if I went out to this competition and sort of just embarrassed myself. So a little bit of a fire into my ass and I sort of dove really hard into training and there were a couple of events that you, like I had... You did very well. Uh, you did yeah, unreal. I, I, yeah. There was a couple of events I had no experience with, like a, a Denny ring hold, uh, the log press too. Like I had no experience pressing logs. I For Christmas, my parents got me a an actual handle log that I then started loading up and training with here as well uh but let's hold on let's let's cover what troy's log press in the competition sure. was though because that's very different than the actual <laughs> yes log it was so. it was literally just a tree yes. <laughs> i just cut a tree yeah. no handles no handles the bark on it 170 pounds that's yeah. it. Well, i think it was it ended up being 180 something yeah. like that yeah, yeah man it was, and it's uh, yeah. there it was it was gnarly and so i think i won that event with six presses and i think you tied for second yeah with Two or three. I'm three. Three. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, there's 20 guys there, okay? And a number of them were, you know, guys that have been competing in strongman competitions for years. Some of them were strength coaches, okay? And you come out of nowhere, your first competition, and you tie for second place. So, that's... For that, for that event. No, yeah. I know, but yeah, still, that's sure. what I'm talking yeah. It's incredible, man. Yeah, I know. So, I put a lot into the training. I think maybe something I learned, too, is that, you know, to Brian's point about doing too, too much and burning the candle at both ends, I've have a very sedentary job and so I'm going from that into these fairly hard training sessions and probably overdid a little bit too much and tweaked my back and it's something that I've sort of been contending with and trying to recover from all year and it was that sort of journey of mental maturity where I was trying to get out there and grind out sessions and work through pain and, and train and improve my stone lifting as much as I could over the year while not really attending to this sort of nagging back injury and as I have sort of stepped back and started um, trying to sort of piece by piece figure out why I have this ache here and this ache here and ache here I've really learned a lot about my body and my limits that maybe it was maybe it was it was it was a a good thing that it sort of happened the way that it did and it wasn't a major injury sure yeah you know like because I sit a lot for work and it was it was funny like I a lot of this so you know I'd hurt I kind of tweaked my back a little bit and and in the competition that tweak was still there but I kind of worked through it and then you know having trouble you know it's for my job I kind of sit seven hours a day and I was trying to figure out, like, it, it feels way better if I sit with my left ankle over my right knee in a bit of a figure four position. That's kind of alleviated that pressure on my back and let me work sort of pain-free. And I kept sitting like that, kept sitting like that. And I started noticing, like, like what's what's going on? Like, why do I have a, like, on all of my, my work pants, I've got this, like, wear spot <laughs> over the right knee. Like, I was like, is that when I'm, like, kneeling down to put my kid's shoes on? Like, what's going But it's because I was constantly sitting like that. And because I was sitting in that static position for so long, my glutes became completely inactive and so tight. And so for the past three or four months, I've been trying to sort of train my glutes, reactivate them because what's happened as I've been doing that is now I've got this QL pain because the QL is overcompensating for glutes that weren't allowing my hips to work properly. So I've learned a ton about my anatomy. I used to just think like, oh, there's your shoulders and your upper back and your lower back and your ass and your legs. But it's so much more intricate. And I've learned a lot about now mobility and stretching and things that I used to probably just push to the side in favor of a heavy training session previously so now i'm really working on mobility working on on strength in odd angles something i think i'm going to start to feather in and i'm, I'm sure some of our that's huge yeah that i'm going to start trying to rock climb once a week mm. so that's sort of real dynamic stretching and things like that because i also do happen to have tight lats so trying to find other activities that i can do instead of what i was trying to do earlier this year and through the winter stone lifting stone lifting stone lifting but what are these accessory things i can be doing to sort of unlock my ability to 
lift stones at my full potential. So and that's why mobility is often overlooked or shouldn't pardon me, yeah. be overlooked by a lot of people because you, there's so much strength through range of motion. Yeah. And if you can't access that range of motion, then you can't access yeah. that strength. That's there. Yeah. In a lot of ways I was lifting stones all summer with glutes that weren't firing. And so, um, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I lifted some good stones at the gathering. Like I was, I did a teddy bear squat with the three thirty, and I, I, right. I, I had some Huge. pretty good lifts. But I just think I kept on thinking like I've I've got to have more like I'm I'm bottoming out on stones that last year I was also able to do so I didn't really have there wasn't a stone I lifted this year that I was unable to lift last year right. I was a little bit stronger and more efficient lifting some of those stones this year whether or not it was an actual strength thing or I'm just you know learning the stones a bit more um, but but with that too like uh, you know I've been working a lot more my so if my back is achy I'll do forearms or I'll do wrist strength or I'll you know I'll find ways to work around it and That's really a sort of intuitive thing that Troy talks yeah, about right yeah yeah and so like you know to throw an analogy that I'm sure Brian will appreciate this this winter I'm I'm rebuilding the engine so piece by piece trying to figure out what's working what's not you know I'm looking forward to being able to get uh, back to lifting pain free yeah. um, but yeah I mean. I've got, uh, yeah, there, there were some great uh, lifts in there. Yeah, the, the log press I was pretty thrilled with. And then, you know, the other big thing this year was we started this podcast. And it was sort of just a, an idea because David and I love talking about stones. And there were so many cool people that were in the stone lifting community that we had visibility to through Instagram that we wanted to be able to talk with. But it'd be kind of weird for us just to be like, hey, hey, David Killen, hey, Ryan Stewart, hey, Sean Urquhart, you know, hey, Dr. Bill Crawford. Like, can we just chat to you about stones? But by way of a podcast, we had an avenue to engage with these people and then also share their stories with, with everyone. It kind of went from, you know, we, we have nearly a thousand people, which isn't a ton when you talk about the grand scheme of Instagram where a viral video can, you know, of someone doing something stupid can garner thousands and thousands of, of followers. But a thousand dedicated stone lifting enthusiasts means a lot awesome. that people yeah. care about yeah. the content. And then also like we have over, we have people from over 31 countries that tune in and listen to our episodes. So it sort of talks about the global reach of stone lifting. And so yeah. that's something in light of being able to really contribute to growing my own stone lifting strength, been able to do it in other ways. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And you know, and people, I don't know anyone else that really has a podcast. And so when people go, Oh, you have a podcast. I almost don't even like that word. I just yeah. go, you know what? No, it's me and my brother. We get to talk to cool people that like the same stuff as we do around the world. Yeah. It's just, it's conversations, right? Yeah. There's no major format. This isn't a show, right? Yeah. We're not putting on a performance. This yeah. is just, let's have a conversation of bullshit about this stuff that we yeah. like. Yeah, and we love doing it. So for everyone who's, you know, followed us on Instagram, who uh, shares our content, who listens to the episodes, who tags us in, in their lifts, um, we just love being a part of this community. And so, you know, that's sort of uh, 2023, but I mean, 2024 on to bigger, better, heavier things. Dave, what is in your sights? Considering you crushed all your PRs last year. Yeah, I, I don't really know at this point particularly. Like I got some stuff in mind, but I don't even want to say it because I, it might never happen. Um, just keep pushing it. I put it out there, then you're committed. No, we're all going to hold you to well, it. As, yeah. as the winter goes on, I'm trying to focus more on the fundamentals, the barbell lifts. Yeah. Um, I noticed this past year, like I, I did when COVID was going on, I did a ton of steel bending, horseshoe snapping, all this kind of stuff. And my, my grip and wrist strength was very, very good. Uh, but since I've stopped doing that, I've noticed definitely a diminish. And so the last couple months I've been picking it up again and I'm responding well. So I, I want to go back to those fundamentals um, I've definitely neglected the, so this is what's interesting because I know you don't need to do barbell training to be good at stone lifting. There's, there's, there's no doubt. Troy's a great example of that. He's probably one of the best stone lifters on the planet and he does no barbell training, but I 
have neglected barbell training and I've seen some deficits because of that. So I'm trying to go back to the fundamentals of that, still keeping up with stone lifting. And, you know, if anyone's seen any of my posts, I try and do a lot more time under tension rep work because I truly feel, this is my personal opinion, but when you're a smaller guy, um, you know, and want to do big shouldering in particular, you need to get time under tension, right? And I, I really feel that's the way to unlock a lot of strength because that builds that grit, that little voice in your head when that stone's been on your chest for 10 seconds that says, get this off, this sucks, you're dying because you're strangling yourself. Yeah. You got to work through that. So if basically for the, the first start of this year is I'm just going to keep trying to get my reps, my time under tension up, and then I guess we'll see what the summer brings, you know, really hoping... I don't know exactly how it worked, but if, if, if a stone trip of some sort could work, and if not, um, definitely just continue growing the Empton Stones of Strength and to work with you, Three Beauties, and Sarah, who's, uh, you know, the last one of us who's not here, but she's up in uh, northern Saskatchewan right now, but work on developing the the gathering. And, yeah. you know, this, this past year, um, you know, it was the same amount of people as our first year, but... We had people flying from across the country for it, which to me doesn't make sense. So I think cool. A number of people flew like almost 3,000 kilometers. So for a lot of people, like Canada's big. You know, if you don't yeah. know the geography of yeah. Canada, it's really, really big. You know, yeah. I think it's bigger than Australia by quite a bit. And Australia's a well, continent. I've driven, I've driven across Canada twice and it's 11, it's 11 day drive. There you go. And yeah. so for people to, <laughs> that's ridiculous, but for people to fly so far to come lift with us in our spot means like so much and so i just keep hoping to to grow what the product that we have here not that it's a product we're selling but just you know to make it worth people coming for our event to enjoy this amazing community that's you know really taking off here because of you know what we're doing yeah and maybe to touch on that too because i I think maybe some people don't understand how low the barrier to entry is to be able to hold your own event especially an event like that where you're not having to bring in implements and bring in judges like at the gathering um and this is our sort of northern gathering here in canada to be uh, misconstrued with the one that happens in in scotland we're nowhere near like that yeah but but it's not a judged event you don't win there's no points it's just people coming out and pushing themselves to do the best lifts they can for the different uh, events oh, for, for awesome. that day. And it's and, it, and, and that's why it, it breeds such positivity. And so the stones were there. We just decided on what the events were going to be. We had, you know, Troy and Dave were there sort of <clears throat> keeping things moving and making sure that they were getting the stones set up for the next lifters. And, and Ben was also helping out. And uh, so many people that weren't stone lifters left that event having been bitten by the bug and immediately within a week or two are tagging us in posts of them having gone out and got stones that they put in their backyard and they started lifting like so many people got down there were like this is so awesome yeah <laughs> they loved it yeah. it was awesome and it took really like you know a bit of time really no money and and it helped grow the community so for anyone out there who's doesn't have you know and and i'm fortunate to say that Fortunate and unfortunately, for, you know, for others, there's not a lot of people that have the kind of strong stone lifting community that we have yet. I think it's growing in a lot of places, and there are other places that have an even bigger community. But it's it's something that you can really grow off of your own back and quite easily if you just put in a little bit of legwork. So, or even like like the first year we had speaking to, of backs, yeah, <laughs> speaking of backs, uh, we had to build, we had to make signs the first year yeah. just to guide people through the park to right. find the site. Whereas like this year, we didn't even have to. Everyone knew where it was because yeah. everyone who's been interacting or has been making appearances, um, and even like we have people who didn't even do the event who still come to the site. Like Kyle was coming out, like he got the bug by it. 
Um, I had some uh, military friends. I remember when Emma came out that one morning. Oh, I wasn't there that day. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, giving uh, contact, she's like a 110-pound marathon runner. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll come out, try this thing. And then she got the bug, and she kept fighting with this like, little 130-pound stone yeah. all morning until yeah. she eventually got it, and she was pumped. Yeah, it was awesome. It was yeah. so cool to see. And that's something, so David, you talk about too with, with training for the sort of grit aspect. Um, and, you know, stone lifting is one of those things that doesn't create grit. It reveals grit. You either have it or you don't, and stone lifting sure. is going to be that litmus test. And for the people who do have grit, they, they, they love it and they keep coming back. That's why you see, we've, we've seen people come through the Granite Garden that very incredibly strong gym lifters, but they struggle with stones yeah. and, and, and they hate it and they never came back. There was one guy in my, uh, he was, he's a very, very strong dude. He's an Olympic lifter and the, this is nothing to do with Olympic lifting, don't get me wrong, but he had goals in mind when he came there. Yeah. He, you know, he'd been training Olympic lifting, was it about 10 years, something he's like that? He's a personal trainer too. Very and strong and just had, a his, lot of game. had his ass handed to him because he just had no idea what he was getting into. It's a whole different world yeah. and he just lacked that. Like, you know, we've talked about this a ton. Like, it's, it's one thing to hit a deadlift max. Deadlift max takes six, seven, eight seconds and at that point you'll be passed out a squat max by the time you walk it out, whatever, something similar but a max stone lift can be 40 plus seconds. Yeah. There's there's nothing that compares to And that. if it's not, it's probably not your max. True. Yeah, well, right. fair enough. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You're all like six second one motion over here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also really cool just seeing the people who've never done it but they're naturals and yep. you can tell it's like you need to do this more you're you've got what it takes to be a really proficient lifter yeah. and not everybody has that but it's super cool seeing people do things for the first time and kick ass at it well, i was dale but yeah, yeah like they, dale we saw a, a bunch of other guys the event, at, the, at the gathering that were like right away you'd be like you're if you keep with it you're gonna be great there was a uh, damn, the guy with the long hair i remember, the tall I remember guy, his name this guy, guy was unreal he was really wicked yeah stuff like that is just super hype to see it's it awesome is. like it's just yeah some i don't want to say like real strength but it is it's like to me it's like functional real strength yes and some people just have that naturally yeah. innately and yeah. it's super cool to see it come out when they don't even expect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he so, was one of the stronger lifters there. Yeah, he was, zero he was experience. Crazy yeah. strong. Yeah. He just needed a little bit of direction. And yeah, it was also was fun watching like, people push themselves. Like, oh, really? The like, we had uh, Dan blacked out at one That's <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That was yeah. the only time I've seen that was still lifting. Yeah. yeah. No. Hit the um, there was the guy who did it at Troy's event too. Oh yes, that's yeah. right, Mac. Oh Mac, yeah, yeah. Mac who went stone to shoulder. Oh, British strongest panda, yeah. And then back to the floor. And then seized out, yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. That's right. But, but again, like max effort. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. <clears throat> Yeah, man, push uh, yourself to the wall. That's what you're doing. Well, yeah, exactly. it is, yeah, and it takes. Floor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a bunch. Thank but you, thank you. But I, I just, uh, this is actually perfect because we're talking about the gathering. We're, yeah, it stinks in here, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad, there's a lot of bad energy in here. <laughs> I heard one squeak out. Yeah, there's a little squeaker here. I don't, geez, I don't know who that was. Oh. But uh, just talking about the gathering this year and to what it's going to grow to, we all got the fart giggles here this is this is normal but so <laughs> this is normal <laughs> no, this is normal <laughs> so the gathering this year was a fantastic success we had people come from all i should say all over the country but we had a number of people come from across the country yeah for this and a few years ago there was no still lifting culture here and and troy is actually the one that in in my opinion i don't i 
love to hear anyone argue otherwise, but Troy brought the stonelifting culture to Edmonton. It was is something we covered in Troy's episode, but in case you didn't hear it, like it was stuff that was absolutely on my radar. Radar I already had Denny pins, and you know wanted to go to Scotland, but Troy was the one that you know got a collection of stones and then he started holding an event and you know that was really cool and then he held another event and then we started Edmonton Stones of Strength and then from that you know we started holding a gathering and then we started a podcast and now um, you know this is the Edmonton Stones of Strength you know this podcast has been listened to in over 31 countries and you know the Edmonton Stones of Strength you know is featured in GQ and like all these really wild things are happening and very quickly and so unexpected unexpected And, and the point I'm getting to with this is you know, this all happened in only a couple of years. So anybody listening out there, like Dale said, there's zero dollars entry fee to this. Um, do some research in your areas. I, I've spent easily, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of hours in the bush. And, and it takes time to do this, but it costs zero dollars and it's fun. And so anyone out there, you can do your own thing. Who, who knows what you can get to in a couple of years? Because you know what, if, I, if you'd asked me the first time I went to your warehouse, Troy, uh, it would have been in, yeah, like just three years ago now mm-hmm. I, I tried that you know the first real stone lifting with you if I would have thought I'd be sitting where I am now with all the things that have happened I would have laughed my ass off what are you talking about but just so for anyone listening go for it like just set up your own stuff who knows where it'll end up yeah and for some context like Troy's got a warehouse where that's our winter training ground so our typical granite garden Saturday mm-hmm. gatherings actually turn into Saturday gatherings and at Troy's warehouse where he has a ton of stones so it was something that really sort of helped us tide through the long cold tide over the long cold months in Edmonton and, and keep keep uh keep training so yeah. um Brian what's on the calendar for you um, well, the one is a bit stone because we've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. Um, I'll come lift it when it's not minus 28. And uh, <laughs> my garage is unheated and the Canadian winters get cold. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, then I have uh, we haven't waited yet, but I have a stone in my backyard that I've been fighting with. I've only stood up with it a few times, and I'm guessing it's mid threes, is my guess. Uh, might be less, okay. but it's uh, I think it's a good uh, lifting stone. But I also have a couple in the basement, in my basement gym. I have one I call the Tombstone, and this thing is smooth everywhere. And it's probably only about 260, but I really like it for training because it's mm. really helping build like grip strength, forearm strength, and like really building that squeeze. Squeeze, yeah. Huge. Um, yeah. Which is really nice. And then I also have like this little like red 180 pound stone, which I just put into like my workouts. And it's just, it's got really good handles. So it's really good for just sitting there, just working on those reps, right? Yeah. Um, but for this year, I definitely want to get more work with the uh, the Devil's Potato. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to stand with the Nesbit Stone, and that'd be my two biggest one. I want to get awesome. more air under that potato because that really I don't know drove something into me to be like, hey, I'm I can do this. Yeah, like, yeah. First year, That's I was a like big I'm, lift, man. But first year, I was like, I look at that stone, I'm like, I'll never lift that. Yeah, right. But then this year, it goes, it moves. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. we got something here, right? Yeah. So That's it's the hardest test with a stone like that where you could try to lift it off the ground and it doesn't move and that means that you are five years out from getting it or you could try and lift it and it doesn't move and that means you're a couple of weeks out from getting it and mm-hmm. you sort of bridge that gap and you're on the other side now knowing like you have the capability of putting wind under the stone like your strength base is there so yeah well, that's good awesome Troy what are you feeling man <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess over the winter I'm still going to be doing my my Muay Thai stuff. I've been doing a lot of more like calisthenic stuff. Um, my workouts on off days right now are just like hundreds of push-ups and like a 
try to get like a hundred pull-ups in a session and like skipping and stuff. So, um, just, it's really helping like the mobility and the way that my body feels, which is important. I needed to get a little bit healthier. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the goals for the, the short term, uh, stone wise. I would love to, to shoulder the Agali next year. I think that's, I think it's um, doable very thing, doable. Yeah. Yeah. With your yeah I think I, I think if I focus on it, it'll, it'll get done. Um, that's really the only thing I would really like to tackle. Get as close as I can to a 400 pound shoulder, mm. um, before I'm no longer able to do it. And mm. then it'll be a nice story one day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Lots of years before you're done with that. Man. But yeah, I think, uh, something like that, I think is a, is a good thing to shoot for. I've done most of the things that I've wanted to do with the other stones around the site. Um, yeah. A gaily. Well, I think like even beyond like strength goals, I think a goal I look forward to is like us us doing a stone trip together. Yeah, I would love that, man. Yeah, yeah we've got to find a way to do that wherever it be. Iceland would be ideal. Yeah, but who knows what the years will bring, man? We got to find a way to do. Yeah. It. Could be that, or we just pack up a camper van and drive down to Utah or something. You know, like there's there's options Utah now, which wild, fortunately because of the growing stone culture in North America, if you don't have the means or can't line up the schedules to make that international stone trip, you can you can do it domestically, which yeah. is super, super exciting. So, yeah. 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 yeah, that'd be wicked. What about for you? Yeah, it's just a bit of a, yeah, take the winter months to sort of take a step back and rebuild. I guess something I kind of failed to mention about 2023 is part of the whole like, I don't know, you know, inactive glutes, hamstrings are tightening up. I also ended up tearing my calf well, uh, in, in July. So playing you know, just, with your kids. Yeah. Like <laughs> after, after a day of sitting nonstop and probably didn't drink enough water and, uh, was chasing my kids at the park and I felt and heard a pop. And then I tried to put weight on my left calf and I immediately knew that like, this was a problem. It was not just a little strain. It was a level two tear. So luckily the whole muscle didn't come off the bone, but it was, it was pretty close. And so, um, you know, and that, and that probably didn't help with this <laughs> issue of being too sedentary during the day, because I end up just sitting for, you know, you know, a couple of weeks trying to recover. So, uh, yeah, just sort of trying to, yeah. But then the next day you're doing weighted pull-ups. So, so for anyone who hasn't seen it done, David's Instagram page, like he has, you know, he has done those anchored stones. And so I have one here as well. And so I like throw on the weight vest and, and do those like you can. And that's the thing for people is even if we talk about like, if you don't have access to training with stones all the time, there are things that you can do very simple, cheap, practical implements that you can have at your house that replicate some of those critical points of stone lifting. And that was one that I, I knew just from, you know, having in Scotland when we, when we were there, the one stone that I, I failed, like I got the Ardverlick to my knees four times. I didn't have the squeeze strength to get it up to my lap. Um, I think if I did, I probably would have been able to stand with it, but for sure, um, I need to work on my, my forearms and I need to work on that squeeze strength. So that was something, you know, th there are ways I can do that here without, uh, actually training with, with large, heavy round stones. But yeah, it's just doing a bit of a rebuild, hoping that I can get back to lifting pain-free and even for a while, they like couldn't sit for more than 10 minutes without getting lower back pain. So just trying to figure out like all of the things contributing to it, make sure I'm being a little more systematic about addressing those things and then also avoiding that reoccurring in the future because it has been a very frustrating long process and um, something I want to make sure I'm, I'm more, um, you know, I'm, I'm smarter about going forward. But I think for next year, yeah, there's a couple of stones I've I would love to shoulder the Shaw stone, which is a 300 pound stone. Yeah, yeah. I've done 280 before. Knows, yeah. I, I think it's, it's doable, especially given the shape. Um, and then the boreal boulder, which is a 356 pound 
you know, it's a bastard of a stone. It's, it's smooth. It doesn't have very good handles. It's that's that's a, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a stretch goal for me this year. But I I think if I can stay healthy, I, I think it's probably doable. I think that that would be a, a end of the summer, you know. P- PR attempt or late fall or late late spring you never know man yeah but, uh, so we'll see yeah two weeks so, later like Dave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he just... but uh, David Keown and I were talking about you before and I said what I said oh. I think he siphoned all of the strength genes out of the pool before I was because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your other brother's tiny <laughs> no, he's, he's super lean. strong yeah. he's, he's also, very strong he's yeah. strong yeah um, but you've also learned how to eat properly now. You're up about, what, 10 or 15 pounds. Yeah, so after so the, after I decided I was going to sort of take a step back and work on more fundamentals, because one thing that sort of from my wrestling background, I have fairly decent explosive strength, but where I start to fail with stones is when it turns into that sort of um, that the, the fight, right? That sort of like real grunt strength. Like if, I, if I'm not getting it up to my knees with an explosive move off the ground, then I'm really going to struggle and probably fail getting the stone up. So I, I've been working, or, you know, I started working more on, on heavy deadlifts and then the, the calf tear happened and I kind of set things back. But since then, I've been on a bit more of a regimented strength program and actually started working with a coach for the first time in my life. And, you know, I have stopped caring so much about trying to be lean and whatever the other things that are maybe more important when you might be caught with your shirt off in the summertime. Like when it's <laughs> minus 30 outside, that's not a very high probability occurrence in the Canadian winter. So I've been eating a lot more. And in the past couple of months, yeah, I've put on about 12 pounds. And, yeah, exactly. um, and the lifts that I'm able to do right now as I'm sort of doing this rebuild, like I'm, my strength has gone up quite a bit. So curious to see how that translates to stone lifts. And I, I, and I think really, you know, helping you guys a bit more with, with the gathering coming up. I think it'd be great to get out to some of the Scottish festivals here in Edmonton. Maybe take some stones there, have some t-shirts, give people a chance to to test their hand. Because there's a lot of great, you know, heavy athletes there that, uh, you know, throwing athletes and uh, Highland game athletes that uh, I think some of them, if they had the opportunity to try lifting stones, um, would love it, right? It's just exposing as many people as possible to this awesome this awesome activity because it's been very enriching and I think the more I just think so many people so if we were able to tap into a greater community of people and give them more awareness there would be just so many people whose lives would hugely benefit in many ways right the community aspect the strength and the health aspect of it and then the podcast, like we've got there's so many cool people that we want to be able to shine a light on their stories Um, and so I think this coming year, yeah, it'll be trying to be a bit more consistent and just improving quality and and uh, sixty-two yeah. countries, sixty-two, yeah, exactly, oh, yeah, we'll see, yeah, there yeah. we go, <laughs> yeah, <Deble. exactly. laughs> yeah, so definitely looking forward to uh, to this coming year. And I guess if we were to sort of circle back to twenty twenty-three, do you guys had to say with, with pertaining to, to to stone lifting? What would be one key lesson or takeaway that you gathered uh, in 2023 more so than any other previous years? For the specifics of actual the lifting element of it? Yeah, what yeah. was a particular breakthrough moment where you just had an, an aha moment that uh, has stuck with you? And so I, I've, I've mentioned this before. It's for me because I, I was looking to really work on my shouldering this year and time under tension. Again, I, I sound... I'm repetitive, but I, it's for me, at least the way that I am, that was massive. I went from like a 325 max stone to shoulder to a 380 in a very short period of time, a few months. And I did not get that much percentage stronger. Right. I got that much percentage tougher because I, I worked at it and I, I got tougher with it. I knew that I could handle it. My body could support it. 
So you're sort of fight, you're training your body to be okay with that fight or flight yes, response to, to tolerate the discomfort. And well, there's that. And there's also learning how to shift your weight, ensure you're not leaning too far back and you're not leaning that much far forward. But the time under tension, what happens is when you get that up there, it allows you to find where's the smooth spot. When I'm in this kind of an arch position back, where is the weight distribution over my midfoot? And so hmm. For me, because that was my goals this year, right? Like too I, much on the toes, too much on the right. Because a yeah. lot of people get too far forward, they'll be like, "Okay, I'm actually I'm squeezing. This is too much." Um, they go, you know, their arms will give out because they're too far forward and their arms are squeezing too much. Too much of a row in that doesn't work. Or they're too far backwards and they're unbalanced. You got to find. There's the balance point. There's the strength point, and there's just the toughness point. And you cannot recreate the toughness side of it without having that weight on your chest. Right. And so for me, that was my biggest aha of all this because I didn't lift last year. I finished 2022 with lifting the um, potato mm-hmm. and that was a max effort. I've done that a number of times this year. So I didn't actually lift a heavier stone to chest, but right. my, my shoulder went from 300 pounds to 380 pounds. And so f- for sure that was my, you know, my big, yeah. breakthrough or, or the thing that I went oh shit okay this is very important for this yeah and I, you actually just had a recent post where you have a video where you essentially is it with the Nisbet stone 325 mm-hmm. pound stone you get it up to your chest and you essentially yeah. stand there with that stone on your chest for about 10 seconds for so sure. you don't have yeah. to be incrementally increasing the weight of the stone that you're yeah. shouldering it's doing things like that that'll help you break through those ceilings and, and the thing with that is it really because when you're hoisting a stone up to your shoulder you're kind of getting a bit of a, a rebound in your body like if right. you're you're getting all of that and so when you you put it to your shoulder or sorry pardon me when you put it to your chest and stand there you basically lose all all of that momentum you have going at all it's crushing your chest. You're having a hard time breathing. You're getting tired. The lactic acid is building. And then you still got to find the oomph to get it to your shoulder, right. right? And so it kind of, all of those natural instincts of hiking it up and keeping your energy and momentum going are gone. Right. Yeah. So again, and I know I, I, I harp on it, but I really, truly feel, especially for us smaller guys, because I'm not a big dude, that that really, really helps. Mm. So, yeah. How about you, Brian? Um, like, you're talking about like, like, the time under tension. So that's something I've been really uh, been putting into my training. Uh, so something like I'm doing right now, I do like little circuits, like a 45 minute circuit where I'm doing like a minute of work with 30 seconds rest. And I time it. But uh, when I'm using stones, it's like I'm making sure like, okay, like if I'm either doing squats with a stone, like a lighter stone, or if I'm doing picks with a stone, or if I'm just trying to stone to chest, staying with it for the whole minute. Like it's not touching the ground for that whole minute. Yes. And like just, just committing to that discomfort. Mm. yes that's uh, like, awesome like uh, I heard a great quote like you just pull the trigger and unload the clip right so like yeah. you just <laughs> stay yeah, yeah. in it right you're gonna like, go for it go for it yeah and but same time also knowing like hey this is you okay <laughs> 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 like just knowing uh, like what Troy was saying like when you have a good day push it right mm-hmm. and if you're having a day yes. you're like okay I am not feeling it today yeah but I'm still gonna get in the work dial it back and get in those reps yeah right so I, but my biggest thing is like Time under tension. That's the biggest thing I've noticed an improvement on, especially for grip strength. Well said, man. Very good. Troy. Uh, don't punch outhouses in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, I, I think just like tempering expectations, you know, with weight loss um, and kind of shifting a little bit towards other things, just, you know, tempering expectations in that aspect I had to work on. Um but yeah, I, I think 
just being smart with training as well. It's I think it's just we've said it a hundred times. Um, go out there and, and do what you can do. Don't overtrain. Um, you're gonna be you're gonna be better off just taking your time that versus overtraining and, and getting hurt and feeling like shit every single day. So yeah, um, yeah tempering expectations. Just give it what you got on the day. It's basically it. Wise athletes speaking right there. Yeah. So for me, it's use a standing desk while at work. Yeah. <laughs> so, to be honest, like you'll see. So I also, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I have a hybrid work environment where I'm part-time in the office and part-time at home and my desk is over there and it's a full standing position and I try to stand all day now, which has also had uh, had benefits. Um, but the big thing for me, and I, I mean, this sort of speaks to things that we talked to with uh, to Troy about in episode five. David, you you guys actually both did a good breakdown as well as the episode eight with, with Key Surratt. Like this may seem in its core like just um, an absolute, like a, like a, a grunts uh, activity where you just get, it's the biggest, the, the biggest, the, the most muscly, the, the strongest gym athlete's going to be able to come out and, and throw around the biggest stone. But that's not true. And there's a way that you can be analytical and breaking down those failure points with your stone lifts and find creative ways to improve them that you can do outside of, of just lifting stones. And I think that's for me, especially again, like in this period where I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of heavy lifts is being a bit more analytical and thoughtful of how to shore up those, those weaknesses in my stone lifting before, you know, it becomes summer and you can get back out and actually start lifting stones for, for so for me, you know, is, is, is being a bit more analytical in, in your approach to something that may look to be a very simple, straightforward task because it's not like you've mm-hmm. talked about taking hours to figure out how to lift a specific stone. Yeah. And so it is, it is a very analytical endeavor. Don't let anybody fool you and convince you otherwise. It so. can take that long though. It really, yeah. really can to learn, to learn it and the balance, because the balance can be so tricky. And again, yeah. Yeah, me and Troy had a lot of, a lot of fun and at least I thought it was fun, <laughs> but doing that together, right? Cause it's, it's such an interesting, that's the aspect of the strength puzzle, right? I think it gets more intricate the deeper you get into it. Sure. It's relatively easy when you get into it to go from a hundred pounds to 200 pounds to 250. Sure. But when you start peaking mm-hmm. as a human being with your physical limits like getting 400 pounds off the ground becomes way more analytical and a puzzle so yeah it's more rewarding the longer you do it i would completely agree yeah yeah awesome, awesome. well any closing thoughts gentlemen it's been a pretty incredible year so thank you guys and anybody listening yeah. too like this has been a wild ride we've been having so much fun with this and with stone lifting and with with this sort of growing local and global community. And we're just hoping that we can help keep pushing the momentum. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people out there too that, uh, you know, Avasti Mady, who is one of the uh, founders of the New England Stones of Strength group, Instagram page, they've got an awesome Instagram page too, if anyone hasn't looked, check it out. Uh, he had, he, you know, he had perfectly coined that there are people in the community like like the David Kilwins, like the Ryan Stewart's, like the Sean Urquhart's that are forced multipliers, right? They, yes. they, they take something that, uh, has exposure to a very niche community and they're just sort of blowing the doors off and, and spreading it to a much greater populace. So um, thank you to everyone else in the community who is doing their part in, in growing this and uh, let's uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep the momentum going. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you very right. much. Thank yeah. you guys. Appreciate Appreciate Thanks, boys. And get out there, find a stone, pick it, lift it, pull the trigger, unload the clip. <laughs> <laughs>